Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Johnny Depp will appeal after a jury finds him liable for the words of his lawyer in the defamation case with his ex-wife, Amber Heard. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to Law & Crime's Sidebar Podcast. Well, we have been telling you that Johnny Depp plans to appeal after a jury found him liable for this a statement his lawyer, Adam Waldman, made to the Daily Mail back in 2020. This statement has to do with the events of May 21st, 2016, which was a critical date in Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's relationship. This is the night that Johnny Depp says he went to the penthouse that he once shared with Amber Heard to tell her that their relationship was over. He said that he was going to collect some of his belongings and he was planning to go on tour in Europe with his band, The Hollywood Vampires. At that time, uh, both Heard and Depp say that they argued, uh, that it became kind of heated, but there's a differing account of what happened after that. Amber Heard claims that Johnny Depp threw her cell phone at her face, leaving a mark uh, by her eye and on her cheek. Johnny Depp says that's not true, and Amber Heard made it all up. Then there were two calls to 911 placed by Amber Heard's friends that night. The first call to 911, the police show up. They see that there's nothing wrong. There are no injuries, apparently. They said Amber Heard's face was red from crying, and they left. We're going to take just a minute here to thank our friends Brian and Chrissy at the Commercial Break podcast. And you know why we're doing that? Because they gave us a little bit of cash to do it. Brian and Chrissy in the Commercial Break look at burning questions like, should I learn a Martian light language? And do television preachers have big enough airplanes? Well, I know you guys have really never asked yourselves those questions, but the commercial break has those questions answered for you. And that's because they are one of Apple's top three comedy improv podcasts. And you can find it on all of the major podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, and many more. And you can also watch the commercial break at youtube.com slash the commercial break. And you'll also find it on the podcast website, tcbpodcast.com. 
Com. Brian and Chrissy are best friends and they get together every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of absurdity. Things like t- TV dating shows, monster hunters, terrible psychic readings, you name it, they've got it for you. So check it out. The commercial break is available anywhere you get your podcasts and at youtube.com slash the commercial break and tcbpodcast.com. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but guess what? It's free. Then a second call to 911 was placed. This is what Adam Waldman said to the Daily Mail back in 2020 about that second call to 911. He gave an interview to the paper and discussed this second 911 call and what he believes was behind it. This was an ambush, a hoax. They set Mr. Depp up by calling the cops, but the first attempt didn't do the trick. The officers came to the penthouses, thoroughly searched and interviewed, and left after seeing no damage to face or property. So Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up, got their story straight under the direction of a lawyer and a publicist, and then placed a second call to 911. Do you see that statement? I do. Did you make those statements? There are two parts to what you've shown me. The first part didn't have quotation marks around it. And, and I'm not asking about that. I, okay. I'm sorry. Where it said nothing could be considered credible, that's not quoting me. The right. part with the quote marks, I believe I said that, yes. And joining me now to discuss Johnny Depp's assignment of errors is Kathleen Lazardo. She is a plaintiff's attorney out of Texas, and she and I both followed the Depp v. Heard case very, very closely. So, Catherine, welcome back to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on. Uh, first of all, explain to us what an assignment of errors is for people who may not understand that. Assignment of errors in Virginia has a chief function, which is to let the Court of Appeals and the opposing party or the appellee know what the appellant, meaning the person appealing, actually will rely upon in the ruling of the lower court. Here, since we're going to be talking about assignment of errors by Johnny Depp, then Johnny Depp is the appellant, and whatever he puts in his assignment of errors are the rulings or errors that he believed happened in Judge Escarati's court so that he can notify the Court of Appeal and Amber Heard what rulings he will be appealing from. So let's go through these really quickly. Uh, In the first assignment of error, and Johnny Depp's attorneys have listed three, they basically say that, look, uh, we should have been granted a motion for summary judgment. This should never have made it to trial. But since it did, our motion to strike at the end of Amber Heard's case should have been granted. They're just basically saying her case is without basis. And one of the things that they're arguing is the fact that Adam Waldman, as Johnny Depp's attorney, is actually an independent contract and not his agent. And I find that uh, kind of difficult to square because when somebody is speaking on your behalf as your lawyer, they, they kind of are your agent. Am I wrong there? No, you're not wrong, Anjanette. And this is actually an issue that lawyers uh, in other states as well should really pay attention to whatever the ruling of the Court of Appeals will be here. And that is because as lawyers, we're automatically the agent of our clients. The issue becomes with Johnny Depp's case is to what extent 
is your lawyer statement whenever that is made, if it's related, mentioning uh, your client's name, if it's related to your client, becomes imputed to the client. Here, Adam Waldman made that statement with the Daily Mail. Does that mean it's his own independent opinion or was that an opinion based as an agent of Johnny Depp? And here, Johnny Depp's assignment of errors is going to be arguing in his opening brief that is due on November 2nd, by the way, he will plan to argue that Adam Waldman was actually an independent contractor and not a lawyer slash agent of him when Adam Waldman made those statements. So that's critical. That's, that's huge. And I think one of the things that's interesting in the, the, uh, the assignment of errors, too, is that they're saying that Adam Waldman is a non-party, meaning he wasn't sued as part of this lawsuit, right? And he's, they're saying basically um, his statements are not actionable enough to support a claim of defamation and that he didn't act with actual malice. I find that interesting because Adam Waldman talked about how he had interviewed, I think, either nine or 11 people who would have been around at this point in time surrounding this May 21st uh, incident at the penthouse. And it sounded like he was saying, look, I did my due diligence before I made these statements. I believed she made it up. So uh, how does the appeals court look at that? Because there's her, you know, the deaf team saying he didn't act with actual malice here. He, he went and actually interviewed people. And I think the fact that he was not a party to the, to the counterclaim of Amber Heard is, is a big issue because he, in the defamation case, when it involves uh, public figures, as you know, actual malice is required, like you mentioned. So with Adam Waldman not a party to the case, how is he supposed to prove himself that he did not act in actual malice other than the video deposition that we saw? But as a party, you have more opportunity to actually defend yourself, but he could not do that. Instead, Johnny Depp had to do that on his behalf because the ruling was he Adam Waldman was acting as an agent of Johnny Depp. I think if, if Adam Waldman would have been a party as well, it would have been a different story and different evidence, more evidence to support or not support uh, Amber Heard's claim against uh, Adam Waldman's state statement. But Amber Heard chose not to sue Adam Waldman. We will never know truly why she did that. I would suspect it's because he is a lawyer of Johnny Depp, and there will be a lot of attorney-client privilege issues, as we already saw during Adam Waldman's deposition. A lot of a lot of questions she, he did not answer based on attorney-client privilege. Right, and he was instructed not to do so, or to, advised not to do so by Ben Chu, the attorney for Johnny Depp, who uh, basically would say, you know. Um, I instruct you not to do this, you know, not to answer the question. And Adam Waldman would say, I accept the instruction. So we we never got the answer as to whether or not Johnny Depp sanctioned this and said, go do this or what have you, because that was all covered under attorney client privilege. Uh, I think uh, one of the other interesting things here is the fact that uh, the Depp team is claiming the trial court erred in excluding from evidence the full unredacted version of Mr. Depp's exhibits numbers 881A, B, and C, which are copies of the news articles in which the counterclaim statements appeared. So basically, uh, his team is saying, look, 
the uh, the jury should have been given the entire Daily Mail article to look at this with the full context. I'm assuming uh, they wanted the jury to see everything that was written in that piece. Exactly. And before I answer that question, let me go back to the attorney-client privilege objections that were raised at Adam Waldron's deposition. I think Ben Chu was correct in uh, asserting those objections there. Otherwise, it would have been waived, and that would have been very grave for Johnny Depp's case to waive that privilege. At the same time, though, the question is, if you're going to um, assert the attorney-client privilege, so are you saying he was saying that as an agent of Johnny Depp as a lawyer or as an independent contractor? Maybe that's one of the issues that the Court of Appeals will have to resolve. In terms of your question about the other excuse me, assignment of error, where Johnny Depp wanted the entire article of the Daily Mail to be included as evidence and presented to the jury. I quite agree with that assignment of error by Johnny Depp because I think it's important to see the entire article and not just the redacted portions where the three statements at issue that Amber Heard uh, indicated in her counterclaim is. Because sometimes this paragraph that is at issue might be explained further by the paragraph before it or the paragraph under it might have more context of what was said. But the jury won't have that uh, opportunity to evaluate the entirety or the context of what Adam Waldman said if only the actual sentences are shown to them. So I, I was actually quite surprised that uh, Judge Asparati did not allow the entire article to be put in front of the jury, because we saw the entire article of uh, Amber Heard put in front of the jury. Right, the op-ed, they saw the entire thing. Well, Catherine Lazardo, plaintiff's attorney out of Texas, thanks as always for making time for us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And that's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. It is produced by Sam Goldberg, Michael Dininger, and Logan Harris. Bobby Zoki is our YouTube manager. Alyssa Fisher handles our bookings. And Kiera Bronson does our social media. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, as always, you can watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.